Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to another episode of No Head, where we learn to live in the present moment and navigate life together. This podcast is available in all the podcast apps. If you haven't subscribed, please do so and help me get this podcast out to a wider public. Please rate me as well. It helps others discover this podcast. Happy International Women's Month. What are you choosing to challenge? I'm choosing to challenge lack of gratitude, thanklessness, lack of appreciation. Stay tuned as you hear more from my guest today. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Dorothy Ooko. When I'm not doing my day job in communications, I facilitate a mindfulness course at Google called Search Inside Yourself. Today's quote is from an anonymous person. Quote, Gratitude turns what we have into enough. End of quote. I'm thrilled to be talking to Mudoni Njoba, a household name to lovers of beauty and a well-known makeup artist. If you don't believe me, then you haven't played Kenya 50 at 50. Mudoni is the mother to Lemayan and an entrepreneur. When you meet Mudoni, she is love personified. She's a trailblazer here in Kenya and is soft-spoken, kind and generous. She exudes positivity and gratitude. You just have to embrace these qualities when you meet Mudani. Mudoni was also the first Kenyan makeup artist to be assigned as lead brand ambassador for Maybelline in New York. Mudoni has been journaling since she was nine. You can find all the materials we are talking about on Instagram at Unlocking Self Love. Welcome to No Head Podcast. Thank you, love. Thank I you. am so delighted to host you. <laughs> I have been so excited about this all week. You know, I've been texting you and like, I'm excited. Uh, <laughs> Thank you for having me. I can't believe this day is here, but I am just thrilled. One thing we do before we start is we take a few moments to breathe and just get into this present moment. Love that. We'll just breathe in and then hold to a count of two and then breathe out slowly through the mouth. And that relaxes our body and our system. Yeah, so let's begin. Breathe in. Hold. Breathe out slowly. Breathe in. Hold. Breathe out slowly. Breathe in. Hold, breathe out slowly, and now let you breathe in, return to its normal rhythm, just breathing in and out, not controlling anything, just letting your breath flow. Now coming back to this moment. Mm. Thank you. Welcome. Mm. So relaxing. It is, isn't it? It always just does something like just a few breaths to get you centered. Thank you. Now I've got so much to talk (laughs) to you about because I remember when I saw your your gratitude journals, I was like, oh, I want to talk about this. You journal this gratitude. But the first question I ask is, how was 2020 for you, (laughs) COVID-19? What were the lessons? Wow, 2020 actually has been the most powerful year in my life um, in the sense that it was a time to stay still. I guess the nature of my work, I was traveling a lot, I was on the move a lot being a single mom and you know you always have something on your plate there's always something going on and then suddenly you have to stop there's no work 
you have full days to yourself. You've been praying for it, but suddenly it's given to you by force. And right. now you're like, I don't want it. <laughs> the first month was, I we all thought it was going to be a holiday for two months and then we get back to business. But I think by the third month thereabouts, I was just like, I'm going to go crazy if I don't do something that will keep my mind busy. Prayer was answered and I was approached by a young girl to write for her blog, mm-hmm. a letter to my younger self. And right, I saw that know, online. Tell us more, yes. Taking time to reflect and look back, really, journaling, we've talked about how, mm. and I guess we'll talk more about it, how beautiful journaling is. So going through all my old journals that I had never looked back on wow. and writing that letter to my younger self got me back to, I also keep creative journals of ideas of things I wanted to do. But um, I'd been so focused on makeup for so long, you know, I had li- these little passion projects I wanted to do. And one of them was creating tools that help people discover more about themselves, give them a way to love themselves and appreciate themselves more. And so that's how Unlocking Self Love started. So Unlocking Self Love is a 2020 baby. It's been a year of personal growth on deeper, deeper levels. Mm. As much as there was so much negativity going on, there was still so much to be grateful for in 2020. Right. Yeah. Tell us about the title, Unlocking Self Love. Mm. I love it. Um, so I was really struggling to, to find what to call it because I didn't want to give it a name that doesn't tell you what it is. I'm mm-hmm. big on find a name that tells you exactly what it is. So even when you want to engage to, to learn more, it's right. clear. And so when I reflected back on my life, I realized the number one thing I struggled with was self-love. 10 years of doing makeup on women. You can imagine how many women I've met in that 10 years. And each and every one of them from all walks of life, all cultures, all ages, we all struggled with self-love. We, we had a lot of self-doubt. We had no self-compassion. We questioned everything. Right. You know, that moment that a woman looks into the mirror with her makeup done and she's like, I love it, I'm beautiful. That is the moment I literally live for. And I know a lot of makeup artists say that, but that's what unlocking self-love is about. Mm-hmm looking at yourself and saying, oh my goodness, I love you, right. you know? And I'll, I'll embrace everything about you, your flaws, mm. whatever it is. So that's what really motivated the name. Mm. It's a process. I don't think you ever get to, there's a destination, you know? No, I it's, think it's a journey. It's, it's a, a process, journey. isn't it? Completely. So you're continuously unlocking self-love in different areas mm. in your life. I think some women are very good at it with work. Like I know I'm very good with it. I do not compromise. I negotiate what I need. I rate what I need at work. But in my personal life, mm. I've definitely given into friendships and relationships that were not healthy. Right. And it's because I didn't have boundaries. I didn't right. have enough self-love for myself mm. and say, you know what, you've been taken for granted in this situation or this is toxic. Mm. So you're always unlocking self-love in different areas in your life. I like that when you talk about self-love, this idea of defining boundaries, this idea of embracing our flaws. Mm. This is what women and the fear of embracing our flaws. You are a makeup artist and when people come to you, they want to be transformed into this <laughs> yes. image that they have of themselves. Yes. You transform them and they go and they look at themselves and they see this new person. Yeah. How does how is that process for you? Because it's your as you say, it's the most powerful moment when you hear someone loving themselves. Before mm. they came, mm. they were not sure they love themselves. And after you've worked on them, they're in this place of self-love. Oh yes. I've always known to do natural makeup Mm. and I will always continually, hopefully continue to be known for natural Mm. makeup because again, it might be a cliche saying that we we're here to enhance what you already have, but the natural makeup for me is, is really respecting Mm -hmm. the woman's beauty as is and not trying to change it up too much. The process, the actual process of me doing makeup, I always say is my meditation. It really is my meditation. Like, I go into some other zone where I have complete and utter peace. Doesn't matter what is happening. I could be under the most stressful situation. Mm. I could be struggling like I did in the beginning of my career. I could be completely broke, Mm. but give me a face to work on and I find peace. (laughs) So is it the moment you see the face 
and then you you have this meditation and then you get into the zone of creation 100 like get into the zone of actually doing the work and the process that's what has kept me going through some of the toughest times in my life but i think the thing that i love about it most is you're working with women who have beautiful stories and most cases i'm grateful unless it's like when you're working backstage fashion week or something and it's rushed mm. and you can't talk to the right. model you can't get to know her right. but every other client if it's a bride if it's a client who just wants her makeup done for an event i actually say to clients give me minimum an hour because it's an entire experience i love mm. to hear the stories i love to you know have the process of the makeup just attention to detail and all of those good things you know as far as it's as it goes but really when i do makeup on a woman i'm feeding off her energy so my work gets really good if she has good energy <laughs> um, right. if it's not the best energy i always i finish but i there's a part of me that's not happy right. you know with with the work so i'm grateful now after 10 years i can i can uh, pick and say who i would want to work on based on the energy yes oh straight away straight right. i think being in business you have to learn how to use your instincts very well right. um you know it's a process of self-love if you love yourself you'll be able to identify mm -hmm. what is good for you what isn't definitely not in the business for the money mm -hmm. i think i've one of those yeah. work for passion but still right. get paid right. exactly. <laughs> but you know there are people who will offer you money but you you, you think about how you feel when you work on them mm -hmm. and you distance yourself and i like the idea of instincts because i think we have our gut feeling and what we teach in meditation is if you take time and listen to what your gut feeling is telling you, mm. that's always true. In always. fact, that's the truest part of you. Always true. And so what you're saying is using your instincts to guide even when you're making these business decisions is mm. so critical. In fact, one of the affirmations, because I definitely work with a lot of affirmations, mm. uh, one of them is I, I am smart and I trust myself. You have to trust yourself. I mean, as women, we're so quick to trust uh, friends, uh, right. you know, men, we're so mm. quick to trust other people, but we right. don't even trust give ourselves, ourselves. you know, 10% of that trust. You have to get to a point where you're confident in knowing what's good for you mm. and what's not good for you. I like that. So let's go back to 2020. <laughs> so you start this project. Yes. Unlocking self-love. Yes. You've written the letter to your 25-year-old self. Yeah. But that's not where you start with the journal. So what happened? So after that? I write this letter to my right. younger self, I'm like, Money, let's go back to your creative journals and look for ideas that you had jotted down years ago. And I found a diary in there, found something in my diary that I'd written down. After 10 years of doing makeup, I want to create a journal mm -hmm. for women. I didn't know what it was going to look like. I didn't know how it was going to work. But immediately what I started with mm. is I started, I started by opening the page unlocking self-love and the first thing was to just post every day i was posting a quote whether right. it was around gratitude affirmations right. anything that's motivational so the instagram page and i was doing this silently i didn't tell anybody mm. <laughs> you're just it was organic yeah i just opened the page and i was like this will keep me busy you know covid times i mean mm. you wake up you have no structure to your days right. so i was like this will keep me busy and then i was like i sat down and reflected on the hardest time in my life especially the first three years of doing makeup right. having left this big short corporate job to do makeup i could not afford a therapist of course you're dealing with so much mm. you feel like you want to talk to somebody but oh, you've lost friends right. you have family members who are now doubting you and your choices all of this so because i couldn't get therapy or help in that sense mm. the thing that really got me through the toughest times was journaling and i realized it was in three parts it was in one affirmations. Everybody was like, what are you thinking? What is makeup? You won't, you won't make it. Who will pay you to do makeup in this country? Right. I had to keep speaking. I am worthy. I am gifted. Mm. I am talented. I am right. focused. I am driven. The power of believing. All those, those words mm. of affirmation kept mm. me going every morning, every night to block out all the negativity. And then gratitude because I had nothing. <laughs> no money you know days i have to send my son to his friend's house to have a meal at mm. least you didn't know where rent was coming from in fact i homeschooled him then because even paying school fees was a problem right. gratitude you have to look for the smallest thing to be grateful for mm. so if my my son had a home where he could he was welcomed mm. and they fed him i was grateful 
if the housing agents gave me more time to look for money to pay rent, right. despite serving me eviction notices, right. I was grateful. You find anything and everything to be grateful for. All the free jobs I was doing, that was what kept me right. so focused. I'm on... impressed that even in the midst of you not having money, yeah. you are still generous in spirit and giving to charities. And mm. a lot How of does work. one do that? <laughs> a lot of charities. My thing was, you know, I was so, I just, con I said to myself, one day somebody's going to pay you your mm. worth. Keep practicing, keep interacting, because another thing is you have to put in the hours. I yes. feel like it's like a pilot, you know, they won't let you take charge of a plane if you right. haven't put in the hours. Right. I felt like that with, with my work, like I have to put in the hours, get great at the skill so that when your time comes to be paid the amount that you want to be paid, you do it confidently. Right. Affirmations, practicing gratitude, gratitude, and then goals, staying focused on my goals. Mm was crucial. I knew I wanted to work around the world. And let me tell you, when you're sitting in a house, no running water, no food, no nothing, and mm -hmm. you're telling God, God, I want someone to pay me to do makeup in the UK, in States, in Dubai. Forget that. Let's just even say Tanzania. <laughs> Next door. <Right. laughs> it sounds so far-fetched. Like, are you crazy? But I would, uh, I went and I bought this clock that has different images of different cities. So every morning I'd I would wake up and just stare at it and imagine myself in New York, imagine myself in London, in Dubai. The power of visualization. There you go. So I had watched The Secret when I was pregnant. Mm. So a lot of that, I mean, I hate that transformed my life and the way I look at things, you know? Right. Um, so those are the three things. So that's why I started with the first three notebooks, mm. an affirmation notebook, Gratitude and right. goals. Because if you can practice your affirmations, first thing in the morning, speak amazing and powerful words into your life. If you can practice gratitude every night before bed, just find three to five things you're grateful for. Mm -hmm. You even sleep better. You right. even sleep better. And then if you can reevaluate your goals on a daily. Mm -hmm. So you have your big goals in the notebook that you write down first. Right. And every day, make sure you're working towards those goals mm -hmm. and staying on track with that. Because it's very easy to be derailed and see somebody else doing something and it's working for them. And you think, oh, maybe I should try and do that. But you are unique in your own. Me choosing to do natural makeup when everybody else is going for the full on, right. <laughs> right. you know, super glam, yes. <laughs> contour, highlights, right. all of this. Yeah. I'm staying true to myself. Mm -hmm. And there are people who want that. Have I fallen off the tracks over my career? Of course, everybody mm. does. You get to a point and you start looking at what somebody else is doing. You're like, okay, maybe let me change mm. this and do that. Let me do this and that. But you always feel worse about yourself after. And that's where the self-love comes in. You need to love yourself enough to say, let me stick to what is true to me. I don't right. need to please everybody, but there's a small pool of people, like-minded people, who right. appreciate what I'm doing. Staying yeah. true to self. In fact, as you talk about it, there's a quote in... You know, I was reading your journal where you say, without courage, you cannot practice any other virtue consistently. So tell us, how does, where does, where do you draw your courage from? Because I think trust yourself takes a lot of courage. Yeah. And even as you're talking, I think many listeners are listening and thinking, wow, that's Mudani. I don't know if I can trust myself. Yeah. But that takes courage. So I remember seeing that quote. I think it was Oprah quoting Maya Angelou or somebody, mm -hmm. but I, one of the right. amazing women. Right. <laughs> I saw that quote actually at the beginning of my career. Let me give you some backstory to my upbringing. Uh, I have a younger brother. He's four years younger than me. And from the age of five, he was racing motocross representing Kenya around wow. Africa. Mm. My parents were so supportive of him. They bought him his bikes. He had a personal mechanic. He went for training in South Africa, France, everywhere. And I was the girl who you don't know what you want. You know, mm. we're taking you for a tennis camp. You're doing this, you're doing that, but you don't know what it is that you want to do with your life. Yet your brother is here and focused and driven. Right. But I actually knew, and I had started playing around with makeup from the age of nine. And I was mm. like, I want this, I want that. But it's like, no, that's a waste of money. What right. are you thinking about? That's not a real job. It's not a real job. One, I there was a lot of uh, self-doubt because of what people were saying to me about what I love. Two, I was always overweight. So there was always insecurities around mm. my weight, mm. my looks. And three, I always felt like, you know, the focus was on my brother. So you're in the back there somewhere. And looking back, I'm grateful that's 
how it played out because that's what drew me to journal mm. a lot more and dream big in my little quiet room and you know just think about okay if you could do this what would you do with your time if you right. could control everything what would you do mm. you know so my journey of self love comes from a very deep dark place of a lot of self doubt mm. a lot of self hatred a mm. lot of uh, self rejection because mm. of feeling rejected it's taken a long time throughout my 20s now imagine juggling all that i had my son at 22 so here you are trying oh, to me now that i realize how young i was okay. <laughs> you know when you're 22 you think you know everything and yes. you, you can run the world <laughs> <laughs> right. then you you get you know mature and you're like what was i thinking but when i had my son at 22 um at that point honestly i was like i i just have to do what I need to do. Right. And it meant getting a job and that's why I worked in corporate for a little bit. Mm. But it got to a point where I was like, am I going to raise this child thinking you have to do what you have to do to keep the lights on, mm. to keep the bills paid? Or can you enjoy waking up every single day loving what you do mm. and still keep the lights on and pay the bills? You know, what kind of example do I want to set for him? And that's what really motivated me to, to think about leaving corporate right. life to pursue my passion in makeup but yeah at that stage i'm grateful i had a lot of you know louise hay her books yes. at 22 i was reading her books wow can yeah. you imagine you can yes. heal your life yeah. um i was i was coming across books have always found me these amazing books that gave me reading is so powerful it is it yeah. is that allowed me to give me tools on how to love myself how to mm. forgive myself and I can truly say that it all started to fall in place just after I turned 35. It's taken time. So if you think about... It does, yes, it does take time, isn't yeah, it? But yeah. I think sometimes we are also in a hurry. I think that there's a process yes. in which the universe does work it out, but we need patience. Oh, for sure. Have you always been patient? No. Oh, my goodness. Beginning of my career, I was the most impatient. Mm. I know I definitely may have been difficult also mm. to work with because I, I was so driven and I knew right. exactly what I wanted to do, how I wanted to do it. And mm. if you were slowing me down, mm. get out of the way situation. Right. Um, but uh, towards the end of my, I think actually after I turned 30, I realized beautiful things come from time, time mm. to grow, time to heal, time to evolve profound it's true you know time yes. time. time is such a gift mm. it's such a gift and mm. it's for you to use it wisely and i think that's what 2020 gave us mm. gave us time to stay still and i think right. if anything you should have used the time to really think about the gift of life and how you're going to use it absolutely you know and if you didn't it, you wasted it you wasted the opportunity i mean what covid told us, taught us is what truly matters this thing mm. is not discriminating from the richest to the poorest so what really matters to you as a human being what impact do you want to have left what what do you want people to say about your life story mm. is it that oh you're always out here trying to please people trying to be known around these cliques mm. or do you want people to say she stayed true to herself and she made a beautiful and positive impact when yeah. she did that. You know, so that's that's what time really gives you. Right, and when I was reading about your stories online, and that's the one thing you have done really well. And you're in the letter to your 25-year-old self, you talk about really feeling tired about living other people's lives mm -hmm. and how it was so important for you to live your life and live your passion mm -hmm. and just live it to the full. You walked away from, there was a moment and you walked away from living other people's lives to living the life with only. How was that? Was it a very difficult process? How did you, yes, get into a place where, and the faith and the courage as well and the strength to be able to say enough is enough. I'm not living the life that my family wants. Mm. I'm not living the life my friends think I should have. Mm. This is about me. And then heading out and then looking at you now, <laughs> that's what you've done. You've carved out a life that is true to who you are. Mm. Unlocking self-love is a testament to that. Yeah. But walk us through the journey because I think there are many of us in this world who are still living lives that are prescribed by our communities, yeah. prescribed yeah. because of our marital status, mm. prescribed because of our... But we're not living our lives. How does one get there? 
it's actually traumatic and i'll use that word because you're letting go of everything you know because it's become familiar to please people to you know do what mom and dad have said uh, act the certain way that your friends define you as you know so there's so much identity in that and then suddenly you have to break off and build your own identity it can be traumatic because you lose a lot of those relationships and then you start to question yourself is there something wrong with me don't they understand right. where i'm coming from because you'll always be misunderstood the moment you become yourself you will be misunderstood people don't like <laughs> i love that the moment you become yourself yeah you will always be misunderstood yeah yeah that's such a nice quotable <laughs> tweet we want to have it because yeah. people have boxed you and thought about you as this way mm. and then you, when you break away from that it's like no what are you doing mm. you know for me i went to high school and university in the uk you should get this high corporate job this is the path you should go mm. do your masters and then here i'm saying no i want to do makeup right you know i want to do charity work after the post selection violence right. going out to volunteer in the camps you know i remember some of my family members asking me like why are you doing that people will always have this definition for you and they'll keep throwing it in your face so that you stay in it but you know you have to break away from it it was very hard so i went through a few years where there was how did extreme... you know that inside you sorry yeah. uh, how did you know inside you that you are incongruent i know because when you're trying so hard mm. this is the life you for yourself but yeah. you know you're trying to leave other people inside you're not at peace because you're almost disjointed yeah how did you know what was the telling point where you decided now i'm walking away this is not my life i asked for signs i prayed right. i said universe show me i said god show me everybody show me mm. <laughs> give me clear signs so what happened was i remember i was uh, at the time working at centum mm. and my first year there was i can say amazing exciting because you know i was just so grateful to have a job mm. my son was barely he was born in September, got the job January, February, few months old. So I was just driven to make money to take care of this child. Mm. And I was driven to prove people wrong, you know? So I was like, I'm going to make it in corporate life. I started my project that was helping seven single mothers, house them, feed them. Mind you, I'm 23 years old. So Monday to Friday, I'm working. Saturday, I'm going to the camps and then eventually move them out and got them housing, mm. the seven single mothers and then taking care of them. And then Sunday I have with my son. And then uh, next thing I know, I'm back in school doing a high diploma in HR. I literally burnt out in two years. And I burnt out because I was trying to prove to anybody who said, oh, you've gotten pregnant at 22, your life is over. Mm. So I was on a mission right. to prove everybody wrong. But I was not staying true to myself in the right. process. Right. It was about other people. It was about other people, impressing other people, mm -hmm. showing them that this is who I am, I can do this, I've got it all together. Mm. When I asked for signs, it came in so many ways. I started seeing people who are living a passionate life. I started to look at my brother. My brother went on to do a master's in motorsport engineering and he was getting promoted at work in crazy ways. He lives in England, mm. crazy ways, because he has been in motocross since he was five years old. He's passionate about it. Right. You know, his talent was coming through and it was easy to see he has a passion for it. Mm. At the time, the second year in, at Centum, James Moria mm. joined on and I was executive assistant to him. And seeing a man so driven and passionate coming to work every day, and I am struggling to get out of bed in the morning. <laughs> that was the difference between the two of you. I was like, what is it about him that makes him so excited about coming to work? Mm. It's horrible. And mm. I said, it's not horrible to everyone. It's horrible to you because this is not where you're meant to be. Right. So I had a conversation with myself and I was like, am I going to get into the motions of life and continue just complaining, whining, being upset with everything all the time? Or am I going to take charge and tap into what I truly love? Because I believe, I don't know about anything else, but I believe if you do what you truly love, like doors and opportunities will mm. open up, you, you'll be shocked. Yes. Things, miracles, mm. the true definition of miracles will happen because you are now in alignment with what your purpose is here right. on earth. Right. And if you love cleaning, start a cleaning company. If you mm -hmm. love makeup, start doing makeup. If you love baking, start baking. Opportunities will open up in ways mm -hmm. because you're continuously 
tapping into such a happy place, continuously growing, being creative, being excited. Um, so those signs were coming from my boss and the way he was so, <laughs> you know, um, driven and focused to meeting other people in the creative space who were so unapologetic about who they were and what they did. Artists, photographers. I was like, you know what? It's time. It's time to do this. And I will deal with a lot of backlash, a lot of negativity. Let me just hang in there. And that's what I did every day. Just take one more day, one more day, one more day. Right. <laughs> it took a while. It paid off, I think, three years later is when things started to make sense. Right. <laughs> Um, but consistency is key. If people do not see you consistently being good at what you love and tapping into that. it, then they won't trust you. So at, at center, people knew every weekend I was doing makeup on somebody mm. and my face was always done up. Yes, I see that. Yeah. Like, oh, I, I should have done some makeup. Yeah. But I like what you're saying. Consistency pays yeah. off. But I also think excellence as well. So you are not just being consistent. But you're also being excellent at what you did, which mm -hmm. is why your website and people looking would go, Mudoni, I knew your name before I met you. And I was like, I feel I know her. I know her. Mudoni Njoba, I know her. <laughs> I so it. talk about being excellent because I find a lot of people can be consistent or want to be. What I find lacking when I interact with a lot of people is this idea of excellence. Like mm -hmm. you want to do, but just do the bare minimum. Yes. No, when we had our photo shoot there at the time, you, yes. we were way past your time, but yes. you were determined to get me beat up looking <laughs> glam. That time was not even the thing. It By wasn't. the time you did, we were, we were like, it was two hours. Okay, yeah. Yeah. That's how long it took for me yeah. to get beat. But excellence, talk to us about excellence because I see it in, in you and in the work that you do. Thank you. I, you know, I go, I always say to myself, yes, I'm charging somebody this amount, but I know I will give you more than that. Not only do I want you to have an amazing experience, but I just want to know I gave my best. Right. You want to walk away I from a job I gave mm. my best. Mm. Whether it was appreciated or not, <laughs> you gave right. your best. Mm. Um, the excellence thing for me has always been about what would I want for myself? You know, if I wanted to book a makeup artist, what kind of experience would I want to have? If I wanted to, any experience I have, what would I want to take from it? Mm. Now, mind you, like I've said, there were people, my father was very hardworking. You know, my mother's an excellent, her cooking is amazing. I would always look at the things that I could tap into that other people around me do at an excellent level. Right, you and know? those would be your standards. That would be my standard, 110%. Mm. So even when I came out to do makeup, I didn't compromise. I had, I took all the money I had and bought all these, these were the days Mac makeup was not in Kenya. Mm. And Mac was the only brand that was. <laughs> right. <laughs> like if you had that in your kit. Yes. <laughs> so I bought all this Mac makeup. And I remember spending so much money on it and sitting with this expensive kit and not even having one client yet. <laughs> but I was like, I want to be known to always provide the best, whether it's in the skill or the product mm. or the experience. And it's a form of what I'm realizing now doing self-love work. It's actually how you tell people about yourself how you see yourself and how mm. you treat yourself. So if you're a person who works with excellence, it means you have that confidence. It means you believe in yourself. Right. It means you do not compromise. You mm. have integrity, like all of those things, your work speaks for it. I remember saying in one of my videos one time, you know, we all think about building your brand, you know, you have this brand, but I say, we all have our own personal brands. So what I chose to do in my 20s, or what anybody chooses to do in their 20s, you're already building your personal brand. Mm -hmm. So if people knew Modoni loves makeup, they would see me doing it. In right. their mind, if they were to describe me, Modoni loves makeup, she's, um, I would talk to everyone. That's the, right. I would always <laughs> end up chatting to anybody and everybody, very social. Right. Uh, I love doing charity work. You know? Yes, yes. Tell, tell me about charity work. I was intrigued because you're barely 25. Yeah when the post-election violence yeah, happened yeah. and yet you had a foundation, the Mayan um, foundation, out to help women yeah. in the slums. Yeah. Tell me about that work and what you learned from doing it because that was such a dark time yeah. in 
the history of this nation. Yeah. And many of us were not. You were there rubbing sh shoulders with these people women who were hurting. Who yeah. These women were my therapy. So I, was, I had just had my son. Uh, I wish I had registered a foundation, but I used to just call it Lemayan's Helping Hand. Mm. I would call it like the, the movement because Lemayan means blessed. Right. So it was the blessed helping hand. At that point, I started to volunteer in the camps. One, I didn't have a job. I just had a baby. I was watching news and I saw women in the camps who had given birth sharing one basin to wash themselves in. So I had little pocket money and um, I said to my dad, I'm going to buy these basins diapers formula and I want to go give the moms. So I got there, it was a Jamhuri camp. I what got did your there. dad say? Oh, because you don't have a like, job and this he's... child. She has no yes. job. She has she has a baby and she's going to give her money <laughs> to others. <laughs> to others. Yeah. He he had many things to say that were not that great. So yes. I won't repeat them. Mm. He was so puzzled. So I went to the camp and uh they said, Oh, go give it to Red Cross, I think, while collecting it. I said, No, I want to meet the moms mm. and I'll come back every single day if I have to if you need mm. to look for the moms. So I got a contact there and they helped me. They said, Come, we found a mother who just gave birth and I'd go and give her, I'd take pictures and I'd email it to friends and family around the world mm. and say, look, you guys, if you're willing to help, send it to me and I will show you breakdown. I'm the one who go and, you know, in a sense, get my hands dirty. You don't have to do anything. Mm. Cause like you're saying, people are locked up at home. They want the safety of their home. They right. don't want to leave. So <laughs> I did that, but honestly, working with these seven single moms, uh, I moved to Camp Kiradimo in Limuru. So I'd go there every weekend. They were my therapy. They were my therapy. I was 22. Mm. You're a single mom, you've gone through heartbreak, you know, you thought you were going to be in a relationship, you thought you were going to have this life. I mean, mm -hmm. who didn't want it? You know, the picket fence and everything else. Right. Um, but I couldn't start telling my parents to take me to therapy to deal with these emotions of <laughs> heartache. <laughs> which African parents? Which, exactly, which Africans? Like, we don't do therapy, no. that is a foreign concept. No. So spending time with these women, and they could sit there and laugh and share stories. Mm -hmm. I remember one woman, her name was Madoni, actually, same as me. Her baby died in the year that she was in my care. And what happened was her baby got ill, went to hospital, and they turned her away because she's IDP. She, she, she sat with her baby trying to tell them something's wrong, something's wrong, baby died. Went to the morgue, she was made to sit outside in the rain because the guys were taking lunch. You wait till we finish, then we can. So it was the first funeral I had to organize and the casket oh, was so tiny. It's really tough when you're when you're also poor in our But in this our woman, I mean, we used to have because I'd go there every Saturday, so I'd give them food allowance and pay their rent. But I would also give them a small allowance to start small businesses, mm. whether it was selling fruits, vegetables, and then we would have chapati on Saturdays. It mm. was a treat. And when we come and sit and eat our chapati together and share stories and tell me what happened during the week, mm. what not. These women could laugh and tell stories in the midst of having lost their homes, mm. having some of them watch their husbands being killed. This woman has lost a baby. They were my therapy complete. They reminded me you can be grateful and happy regardless of whatever is going on. And that's where I learned gratitude. Okay. That's where I learned gratitude. So even when I was going through now many years, not many years later, let's say after now when I left sentence mm. to do makeup, even if I was going through the toughest times, eviction notices, losing friends, mm. not having, running water in my house, whatever it was, I was like, there's still something to be grateful for. I always right. think about them. I'm like, they experienced the worst of the worst. Some of these women, I, I have their let letters. They wrote me letters. Aww. They wrote me letters sharing their story. And I still cry when I think about it. Mm. <laughs> um, but telling me what they experienced. Mm and how me coming into their lives. But I always tell them, it's not even them to say thank you to me. It was me to thank them because, you know, I learned so much about embracing the little that you have in your life and mm. just being happy with what you have, right. you know? We were talking about that today, about how the people have a spirit of never being grateful. Everything, yes. the glass could be full and they'll always see there's still a little <laughs> bit more. I, I always think that it's a spirit, mm. you know, people who whine, they have a whining spirit. Yeah. Everything is never good. Everything is never perfect enough for them to give thanks. Yeah. And then you've got people who are grateful like these women, even in the midst of their losses and their poverty, who are just grateful. 
how do we and i know your journal is one that you know that helps us start having the prompts about you know what is it what it is we want to be grateful for yes. and so you 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 ask what am i grateful for today exactly how can we begin letting others the people we know we've got friends family just to get them to start having this grateful heart yeah. and cultivating a grateful spirit you know i think also it's um habits or maybe they were also most likely you'll find they were raised by somebody who spoke those words a lot so it's the only language they know and it's really not realizing the power of your words mm. you know if you said to somebody today would you like to whatever you speak today will manifest and be reality your reality right. a year from now you'd be so careful with your words now absolutely <laughs> you'd be so careful with your words so when i deal with because i have met quite a few people who prefer to whine complain right and, you know just be in a negative space i'm like okay let's think about your words like a painting you have mm -hmm. a blank canvas whatever words you choose to speak today that painting will be complete in the next year in the next six months what would you want on it you know it's almost right. like speaking to your future self to mm. benefit your future self why not just try why not just try and i you know i mentioned earlier unlocking self-love and doing the work being intentional with right. it bringing these amazing people into my life including mm. you no, i'm meeting the you. most amazing people in my life because i'm so intentional about the words right. i'm using the work i'm doing I've been in a place where, yes, I used a lot of negative words. I had a lot of negative thoughts and it starts to manifest physically. Like the Louise Hay book we talked about, she went and did research and actually realized an illness is related to emotional yes. imbalance in some exactly. part of your life. Exactly. So yeah. literally your words could be making you sick. Your thoughts could be making you sick. Mm. And we have all been in that place at mm. some point where mm. you even your immune system can shut down. Anything can happen. Mm. So when you think about the power of your words and thoughts in that sense, that mm. it could either make you sick or make you well yeah. or transform your life, you just have, to, I just say, just try. You know, just even tell yourself, I'll do it for 21 days. And most people, if you just tell them, try for 21 days, mm. no complaining. And every time you complain, put 50 shillings in a jar. Right. <laughs> You know? That's a good one. I yeah. like that because I, I think I could I could share that with many people. Like yeah. anytime you want to say anything negative, yeah. you're going to put anything that. negative, yeah. including gossiping, right? Complaining, right. whatever it is, put fifty shillings in a jar. And if you're a wealthy person at the twenty one days, huh, mm. then you know there's a problem. <laughs> there's a lot of money in that, that jar. Then yes. you, you have a problem. You right. know, you want that's the one time you want to have little right. <laughs> little money. Um, so. Give yourself a challenge. It's it's like a detox plan. Mm. You know, when you want to lose weight, we all go on these detox plans right. and whatnot. Just do that. Practice mm. it for 21 days. Encourage somebody who is close to you if you feel they're just so negative with their words. Just say, let's do this 21-day challenge. And that will transform anyone. And this is where your affirmations can also come in because mm. part of negativity is also the words we tell ourselves. Yes. So, you know, when you're saying... I am blessed or I am the, would you share some of the affirmations so I us? am blessed I uh, attract abundance I attract you know, abundance I am financially free right. <laughs> I know people like the financial ones <laughs> <laughs> I am beautiful I right. move with ease you know right. you think about those things right. um, the power of affirmations is incredible if you just even if you just wanted to start with one thing, I would yeah. say the affirmations right. every morning. Start your day by reading it. They'll start, oh my God. Positive I have to deal with so-and-so. Right. I cannot stand this person. Why mm. should I? Oh, you went to bed thinking about some negative things, you know? Right. So definitely affirmations. Uh, and these days you can download affirmation apps. I have right. an affirmation app every morning. Okay. It's really interesting. It makes you press on the screen for the right. affirmation to come up. So you're so intentional. So it's, yes, exactly. You know, and you right. read it and that's how I start my day. It's mm. been, we live in a world where things are much easier now. Mm. You can't say, oh, I have to wait and order that book. No, you can start where you're at. But yeah, affirmations are crucial. And, and I think for listeners, if you're listening, just dash to Mudoni's page. Mm. It's called Unlocking Self-Love mm. and you can order anything. The fridge magnets. <laughs> If you're looking for positivity, yes. you know, the journals, yes. journals, notebooks, planners, everything. You have no excuse about staying in your negative zone. Yes. And as Mudoni said, we really need to be intentional yeah. about it. In fact, can I just say, mm -hmm. 
staying in that negative zone is not helping anyone not mm. not yourself at all one two things i would always say treat talk to yourself the way you talk to your best friend or somebody mm. you love because mm. you're always encouraging somebody you'll never go to them and say oh my goodness you've gone so fat you're so ugly or you can't do this or you're stupid you wouldn't say those mm. things to somebody else so treat yourself like you treat your best friend the second thing around it's the root of jealousy I realized when I used to go through my negative moments, I was a very jealous and angry mm. person. And you see somebody who's being successful and happy, mm. doing their thing, and you just have negative things to say about that person. Right, you're a toxic person toxic. because of that. So the moment you tap into loving yourself and doing what you love, you get so busy, you forget to even look at other people's lives. You forget to look at other people's lives completely. Mm. It's a typical thing where we're told, imagine it's your funeral. And what are people saying about you? What's on Absolutely. your eulogy? Think about it from the end and then mm. move. <laughs> Come what here. would people say about you? Right. Let them say things that were true to you and that you were honest, you were lovable, you 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 know, you exuded positive energy, mm. you are uplifting, you are kind. Those are the things that matter. And you can only do that once you've unlocked self-love. Because if you haven't unlocked self-love, yeah. then you're still bound by your toxicity, oh, yeah. bound by the scarcity mentality. Yes. And therefore, you don't want Mudoni success because it's not good. It hampers yeah. your success, you think. What are some of the things people can do to just even be free of their own, of unlocking this self-love. So this is where, after the notebooks, mm -hmm. I worked on the self-love journal. Oh, and I love that. Yeah, unlocking self-love. So when I started the Instagram page, lovely lady called Rebecca got in touch with me. She's a life coach. And mm -hmm. she said to me, I'd love to put you through my three-month life coaching sessions. Mm -hmm. If you enjoy it, you can talk about it. If you don't, don't tell anybody. And I said, perfect. I've never done therapy. I've always done these short programs. I really mm -hmm. like them. So I always sign up for these short programs. Anything that will for personal growth. So I signed up with Rebecca. We did the life coaching for three months and my mind was transformed completely. In fact, she even teaches you on how to use words in encouraging and uplifting ways. You know, mm -hmm. words that you putting sentences together of what it is that you want to express yourself, which wow. really guides you on that. So at the end of the life coaching, the three months, I said, okay, you know what? I've been wanting to create a journal for reflective writing because I find putting a pen to paper and letting anything and everything, thoughts flow out of you is such a great way to reflect and go through it and see, identify right. where the issue is, right. what are you struggling with? What direction are you going to? We put in uh, 40 prompts and questions and uh, I came up with them based on the life coaching sessions I went through with her and I sent right. them to her and I said, please have a look at them and give me you know, the green light right. if it's something that can transform someone's life. And right. she did. She said, this is fantastic because in the questions and prompts, this journal is designed for beginners, people who have never journaled and advanced journal oh, journalers. journalers. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, and basically it covers different areas. It looks at your past, what do you need to let go of? What do you mm. need to forgive? And forgiving yourself is usually the hardest, hardest thing. It is, isn't it? It is the hardest thing. What do you need to let go? Forgive yourself. Okay. What is it in the present that you can appreciate? How mm. have you evolved over the years? How can you continuously transform yourself? What do you truly want? What do you truly want? Break it down. List it down. Reflect on it. Who brings you happiness and joy? Those are the people you need to look for and be more intentional right. about spending more time around. All these prompts and questions really get you to dig deeper into discovering who you are. We are very good at knowing other people's lives. In fact, in a day and age of social media, we know everything. We know what the Kardashians right. are up to. We right. know right. what influencers are up to. But you yourself, you don't even know. So that's the one thing I'd encourage people right. is get the journal, sit down, reflect, write in it. Be very honest with yourself. And for me, honesty with yourself, I've struggled with mm. losing weight <laughs> for many years. Me too. For many years. Yes. But my, it's, it's finally coming off when I was finally honest with myself and I looked at my lifestyle mm. and realized there were, yes, I'd eat healthy, but there were really long pockets of laziness. <laughs> Um, yes. You know, my having these apps to order food anytime, they're not healthy for me, so I yes. deleted them. <laughs> <I did. laughs> but I couldn't 
couldn't get to that place where the weight is finally coming off mm. until I was dead honest with myself. I said, Maloney, you can be lazy, you know? Mm. Maloney, you slack in this area. Let's right. pick up your socks. There's also being firm with self-love. I think a lot of us try to sugarcoat our problems, our addictions, our faults. But it's still stinky poop under the sugar. Right, exactly. <laughs> you, you have, have to, to be dig that deep <laughs> and actually be very honest right. with it. And uh, part of also losing weight is a lot of healing and forgiveness. Because Jan Lavansan says being overweight or putting on weight is packing on protection against others. It is, isn't it? It's a comfort feeling. It's a comfort feeling. the world protection. Self-protection. Yeah. Because you just want comfort. to cocoon yourself. Exactly. Right. So break out of that and be who you want to be. And truly, I believe, whether you're spiritual or, or not, surely you must have been put on earth to do something great. There's something in you that was you were given and you needed to live out this life to tap into that brilliance, you know? Right. If we had more people doing that in the world, I think we'd have a lot less hate, less anger and jealousy yes. and yes. comparison. You know, you'd stand in your own truth. I love that. I think that's such a wonderful way to also end the, mm. the podcast. Like, find out your passion. Take time. So get the journal from Unlocking Self-Love. Do the work. Do the inner work. Mm. And be free so that you can enjoy your time mm. here on Earth. Mm. Thank you. Thank you so much, You're Rose. It's been a delight. Thank, Thank you, you for having me. Thank you. <laughs>